The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today's Public Accounts Committee may have lacked the star attraction and the pulling power of Ryan Tuberty like it enjoyed last Tuesday when he was in with his agent Noel Kelly to give evidence but there still was some significant stuff in today's presentation by RTE executives and the chair Shunni Rally. In a moment we'll hear from James O'Connor, a member of the Public Accounts Committee, the Fianna Fáil TD but first Louise Byrne, political correspondent of the Irish Mirror who was in, in front of the politicians today? So we had quite the number of characters from Orty in front of the Public Accounts Committee this morning. I suppose the big attraction was Kevin Backhurst. He, of course, is the new Director General of RTE. He's only in the gig since Monday and my God, what a first week of work. So he was in, he was accompanied by uh, Richard Collins, who we had seen in before. Um, he was accompanied by Adrian Lynch, the Director and um, the Deputy Director General and um, Paula Maluli, who was the legal advisor for RTE and a couple of other people there as well but they perhaps weren't the main characters of the day but I think the people, the person that most people were really excited to see was Kevin Backhurst to see what he was going to say about this debacle over the last couple of weeks. And indeed he has done a number of interviews this week including one in this studio but he was again apologetic for the sins of others for things that he hadn't done and acknowledged the damage that it had done to RTE. Absolutely. And I think that was the tone from the moment he walked in the door. In his opening statement, he said this is one of the most shameful moments in RTE's history. And um, he has accepted that the public's trust has been breached. He acknowledged that TDs have been misled on this issue. And um, so he went in and I think the kind of tone of what he was looking for was open and transparency. But I think, however, there were a couple of moments, um, perhaps not on his behalf, but on behalf of other RTE witnesses in front of the committee where members weren't too satisfied with their presentations and felt that they perhaps weren't being the most honest with them. Well, I'll ask James about that in a second, but tell us in particular about the uh, presentation by the Deputy Director General, uh, Adrian Lynch, because he sort of came in swinging for Noel Kelly and Ryan Tuberty disputing some of their evidence from Tuesday. Yeah, I think the Green Party's Mark Acostic said he came in and he blew the door off the hinges and I think that was probably the right way to put it. So he was really, really contesting what Ryan Tuberty and Noel Kelly had said earlier this week. Um, he was saying, firstly, I suppose that this letter, this email that Noel Kelly had produced on Tuesday showing that former CFO Brida O'Keefe had mentioned underwriting an agreement and that... Um, Noel Kelly and Ryan Tuberty were convinced that that was them agreeing in February 2020 to underwrite this agreement. Adrian Lynch said, no, absolutely not. I suppose the other kind of main revelation that we had this morning was Mr. Kelly said on Tuesday that he had never met former Director General D. Forbes on his own. He said that there was always a member of the legal team or the financial team with her. Um, Adrian Lynch came in with an email under his arm, it has to be said. This wasn't distributed to PAC members ahead of time and this was something that really, really annoyed them, but he came in with an email that he said proved that No Kelly and Dee Forbes had met alone, and the committee members fuming about this that they should have been given this email. Um, Mr. Lynch saying that there had been a Teams meeting um, online that showed that in April 2020, 2022 rather, that Miss Forbes and Mr. Kelly had met alone. There was no one else on that meeting, and um, so I suppose it was really a case of trying to come in, trying to contest what was said on Tuesday by Ryan Tuberty and No Kelly, and I think 
as one committee member put it, we're actually more confused now than we ever were. It's everything is more up in the air. We thought we might get some answers today. We thought this might put the issue to bed. But I think, if anything, it's actually made matters a hundred times worse. James O'Connor, can I ask you in relation to that email cited by Adrian Lynch as to a private meeting between D Forbes and uh, the agent Noel Kelly? It wasn't in the pack provided this morning. Was it subsequently provided to you? Yes, it was a very short email. It was passed around during the meeting. You know, they came in with these documents under their arms and it, it kind of was reminiscent of Tuesday's meeting. Really, Matt, we're, we're not being provided with the details. You know, there's a lot of frustration. Sorry, does that definitively prove that there was nobody else in the meeting? Does it specifically state that only the two of them were at the meeting? Well, in relation to that document, it's only a couple of lines in it, but we, we don't know for sure if that's the case or not. Um, I, I have to agree what was said by uh, by the report that people were more confused leaving, leaving today's public accounts committee than they were going in. And there's, that's the reason, you know, there's a number of reasons why that has happened. Um, the original PAC meeting where RT came before us, there was flat out denials by members of the executive boards that these types of engagements had happened. There was reference to the outgoing Director General D. Forbes being the only one who had information uh, in relation to what was going on with these negotiations. The email train that was released on Tuesday, I have them here in my hand from Noel Kelly management between him and RT proved that there was more uh, than D. Forbes yeah, and involved. And what do you make of the fact that RT hadn't given you those emails, that you had to rely on Noel Kelly and Ryan Tuberty coming in and giving them to you? I spoke about that at today's meeting. I think it's done a lot of reputational harm to the presenters involved. Um, Ryan Torberty, Sorry, in RTE, the management? Yes, and I just want to say this very clearly. Look, I think Ryan Torberty has done wrong in terms of receiving monies that he has not provided services yet for, I think, approximately two years. That's wrong, in my eyes, and he should be paying the money back as he's now been requested to do so. But I have to say, in terms of us getting an understanding, Matt, um, of what's going on internally within RTE, you know, there is an awful lot more that needs to be answered by Noel Kelly, but also the, the engagements between RT and Noel Kelly, they're, they're, they're hiding behind you know, the legal ramifications of releasing correspondence, but yet we got these bombshell letters in uh, and documentation in at 8.23 on Tuesday before the Public Accounts Committee commenced at 10.30. Now I'm not asking you to preempt the final conclusions that the committee comes together, but you just said there uh, that you believe Ryan Troberty should hand back money f- that he accepted for engagements that he did not do. That would imply you believe that he had a valid contract with Renault to do events rather than been paid a side deal effectively for presenting the RT programme. Well, either way, he admitted it. He said it in the committee. I asked him the questions and he said that he had yet to carry out six engagements. And it's just but sorry, incre- it was said today. It was said today by RT there were no such engagements. But he said there were there were three engagements which were belatedly carried out because they were delivered or de- delayed by COVID, and that was all that Renault paid for for the one year, the seventy five grand, which admittedly was repaid by RT. But given that Renault only paid for one of the three seventy five thousand payments, there are no engagements to be done for the other two years. I agree with you, and that's why I think the money should be paid back. Quite frankly, honestly. Uh, and but he did present the Late Late Show on his radio show during that time. Correct, he did. But just, just let me make this yeah. point. I think it's important to do so. He said in the Public Accounts Committee, it's actually under questioning for myself, and it was new at the time, it had not been in the public domain at any stage of the last three weeks, uh, that you know he intended to carry out this, this work. But you, you're right in what you said. He's now no longer presenting the Late Late Show. Uh, that, to me, makes it impossible for him to do so. I think that money should be paid back. I think if Ryan Torberty is to have a future in broadcasting, particularly with 
in RTE. He needs to, in some way, uh, you know, come forward with some reconciliatory move in order to, to clear his name and reputation. Uh, and unfortunately, until such a time that that is done, it's going to be very difficult for him to have any pu- future in public broadcasting. The full amount, even if he's already paid tax on it, or the amount that's left after tax? I think I think the full amount. I think, honestly, just to have a clean move on for his career, that's important to me. And like I, I, I have to say... We didn't take any pleasure from from what went on in the public accounts committee. It's been it's been arduous for the, those that have been coming before us. We accept that, but there is an unmerciful amount of wrongdoing within the executive board of RT. And I think Mr. Back- Backhurst has been presented with a, a golden opportunity to do a very very significant clear out within RT within the executive board. There has been a number of changes in the last number of days since he's taken over. Uh, but I also have to admit that you know until such a time that these this drip feed, which he, he did contest me on in today's committee on, when the drip feed stops, uh, or, or if, if it's come to some degree of conclusion, it's only going to happen, I think, when the internal audit accounts as well of RT are published. OK, let's hear a little bit of what Kevin Backhurst had to say today about the possibility of Ryan Tuberty returning to his radio position at RTE. We've had a lot of questions about the past. I want to ask you a question about the future. Do you intend to bring Mr Tuberty back to RTE? And has have you or anybody in RTE contacted him since Tuesday? Uh, <clears throat> I can't answer if anyone else has contacted him. I've not contacted him since Tuesday. Um, <clears throat> look, I think I've said this. I want to don't want to rush into a decision on this. I want to make it in um, in due time. I want to be fair to to Ryan. I mean, clearly it's critical for him. But I need to talk to some key members of radio staff. I need to talk to my colleagues on the leadership team and consider what's the right thing for RTE and then have a conversation with Mr Tupperley. Thank you, Mr. But I don't, I don't want to leave it too long. We had Kevin Backhurst here in the studio. I asked him that question on Tuesday and he wished Ryan the best in restarting his career wherever that is, which a lot of people thought to be a very pointed reference. But... Do you think, James, is RT insufficiently strong legal grounds to cancel the remainder of Ryan Tuberty's contract? I think, look, for any politician to comment on his future, what they should and shouldn't do, I don't think it's appropriate. I genuinely but, you know, don't. See, there could be a lot of public money involved in this. If RT decides that because of the pr- public and political pressure that they terminate Ryan Tuberty's contract, they may have to pay him the balance of the contract, and there's a lot of money in that, it's even possible on the basis of what he has said about how he feels about the way this has been handled that he could sue for damages. This, yes. the handling of this could cost RT an extraordinary amount of money. And you know, there was there was um, significant questions put today and Miss Maluli, who was, was present from the RT's legal team, you know, her response to that was very definitive that they don't like to comment on RT's legal affairs. Sure they don't. I don't think, I know, I don't think that was something that any of us bought. But I think unfortunately you're right, I think as a consequence of what has gone on for the past three weeks, there's going to be a significant number of, of legal cases taken against RT potentially pertaining to Mr Tobody and indeed others who felt that their de- reputations have been damaged. There's members of the executive board who have been removed from their positions, there's been resignations uh, and also I think above all else what's, what's extremely worrying to me is when I'm meeting public on the street now many of them are telling me that they have no intention of paying their, pub, their, their TV licence so there's going to be an enormous financial black hole uh, erupting quite soon when it comes to RT 
expertise funding. So this is a, a very deep crisis. I think the appointment of a forensic accountant uh, and Mazars going into RTE to carry out work on behalf of the government is going to be critical to clear the reputation, reputational damage of the organisation and hopefully we'll get ourselves in a footing where RTE can rebuild within from the inside. And I think Mr Backhurst, look, he has taken a number of decisive actions. I did question the fact that he was formally an assist, uh, uh, assistant director general uh, or deputy director general of RTE and whether or not he was the best person to carry out that role. But look, I suppose we have to take take it on merit by his actions to date and he has made a number of significant changes. Louise Byrne, I want to go back to you because we're going to play a little bit of audio of Verona Murphy, the independent TD, who's a member of the committee in a second. Because tell us about the absent Breda O'Keefe and how she became involved in proceedings today courtesy of an intervention by Adrian Lynch. Yeah, this was a remarkable moment. I think we've had several remarkable moments over the last couple of weeks, but I think this is has to be up at the top. So Brina O'Keefe is the former Chief Financial Officer of RTE, and she was, of course, in at the media committee last week. There's been questions asked of her over the last couple of days about her involvement in this, and I suppose what was discussed at the Public Accounts Committee this morning a lot was her exit from RTE and any kind of exit package she might have gotten. Um, she had written to the Public Accounts Committee earlier this week to say she didn't feel she had had anything else to add Sorry, um, hold on. That was remarkable, wasn't it? it was, yeah. She made a remarkable intervention on her own behalf at the media committee last week in relation to what she knew and when of any deal between RTE and Ryan Tuberty, a side deal in relation to his contract. Now, that was very, very strongly rebutted in the email produced by Noel Kelly at Tuesday's meeting of the Public Accounts Committee, which meant yeah. that she was essential to get into the truth of what's going on here. And yet she decided she didn't want to turn up and then tell us how she intervened. So rather than turning up, it is worth saying actually when she actually sent that email on Monday that she said she nothing more to add. So that was actually before Ryan Tuberty had even gone in. Fair but dur- during the meeting, she texted uh, Adrian Lynch um, and Adrian Lynch sat forward in the chair and he said, Breed O'Keefe has just texted me here. I'd just like to tell you what she said. I can't, you'll hear it I'm sure in a second, but the fury from Public Accounts Committee members that Breed O'Keefe hasn't appeared in front of them at all, said she wasn't available, said she'd nothing else to add and was then passing on text messages to be read out onto the public record, onto onto the Oroctus record to Adrian Lynch. It was it was a remarkable moment well, and fury from PAC members. Let's hear what Verona Murphy had to say. I think we need to address the fact that we have an email or uh, we've Miss O'Keefe, who has said she has nothing further to add to this committee and hasn't come before us today. I, I just... Like, I'm at a loss to know exactly what, how serious is Mr. Lynch taking this, that he thought it was appropriate to correspond through text in the middle of our <clears throat> committee meeting and de- was going to deliver a message from someone who has refused to appear in front of the committee. Even committee. I, I, on a point of order, Chair, I'm at a loss to know how we can actually do business like that. Mm. And, and having confidence in him, Mr. Backhurst, I just think that that is so serious that I'm not sure that Mr Lynch understands the seriousness of what's actually happening here. Can I respond to that please? Please. I'll be really short. Uh, Simply, I mean, uh, so I received a text, whatever it was, 20 minutes ago, so I thought it was very important, uh, having made a statement in front of the House, that that should be correct with that information. I felt it was material, otherwise I would have walked out of here today. Thank you. The member that she... 
Okay, where do we go from here, James O'Connor? What's happening from here on in? Well, I think the next phase of this is going to be a D Forbes appearance before the Public Accounts Committee. Oh, will you get her in? At a stage where um, she is medically fit to appear before the committee, uh, we, we will look at that. We're also looking so at... So have you got a date on when that'll happen? But look, I think being realistic about it and being honest, I, I'd imagine it's going to happen in September. Um, you know, we have to be very careful that we go, to, we don't go down the road of what happened in, in, in terms of uh, the famous cases around re- rehab and, and, and Angela Kearns and, and obviously the ramifications that have come as a consequence of that. So we are going to allow time for that to happen. But what I feel we're going to see now is that the internal, uh, I suppose the release of the internal audits, they are something that I have a big interest in seeing being released and we, we will be pursuing that uh, in addition to that. Uh, I, I think that the outcome of, of Mazdar's uh, it, it work that's going to be done uh, will probably come out before the end of the summer uh, and that's going to bring this into a new phase again and just in relation to what was just quoted there by, by Verona Murphy and in relation to Breed O'Keefe you know, I have pages and pages of documents here in front of me uh, of correspondence between D Forbes, Breed O'Keefe uh, and, and Noel Kelly and when we went in on the original meeting and we asked, uh, I put these questions to the Assistant Director, Acting Director General at the time, Mr Lynch and he, there was absolutely no information coming back to suggest that there was any of these types of documentation in existence until this Tuesday. So, you know, they are just as much to blame as the presenters in question. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, the reputational damage and, uh, and harm that's been done to RT as an entity has been enormous, which would come with huge financial consequences for the Exchequer. James O'Connor of Fianna Fáil, Louise Byrne, political correspondent of the Irish Mirror, thank you. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.